Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be reassessing the basics in your retail toolbox. And today we are with Joe Lepardi, Director of Trina Turk. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing great, Carlos. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, I'm happy to be here and we're excited to do one more episode, you know. And I think in order to get the conversation started, you know, I think what I would like to ask you first, obviously, we all know the people who are in the retail store are the most valuable asset that any retail company has, right? But there's a lot of challenges going on today. Uh, obviously, a lot of jobs, openings, not a lot of people wanting to take that job. Uh, you also have inflation, right, coming alongside with that. So it's limiting your revenue from all your margins, which then also affects your what you can pay from a labor perspective. So how are companies in your perspective going and changing the recruitment process in order to get the best talent for the best service for the customer? I, I think that's a great question to start with, Carlos. And I think, you know, we we at Trina Turk are not the only retailers that um, that that are changing the way that we recruit for, for talent these days. It's, it's a topic of conversation that I have with a lot of peers in my industry. Uh, and I think first and foremost, we do have to understand that the, the whole concept of recruiting in, in this day and age is completely different than, than what we've done in the past. So we, we almost kind of have to take all of those those methods and and put them aside, maybe back burner them. They, they may come back and, and, and be a little bit more relevant in the future. But right now, recognizing talent, I think first and foremost comes in many forms. So I think top companies and, and, and organizations that are really looking for that next generation of talent to join them, they're not just necessarily looking at other retailers, they're just looking at to, to people and experiences that they're having um, just in their, their normal day-to-day lives. And I think that's that's first and foremost something that, that's really important and how we've recognized some, some new talent for ourselves. Um, then I think you also need to understand what you are looking for as a, a retailer, what does what the staff composition need to be now to meet your customers' needs? And, and how do you find the talent in, in your local geographies uh, to, to meet those needs? And then finally, I think what's really important is let the candidate interview you. This is a great opportunity to not only discuss culture and fit from your vantage point, but let them ask a lot of questions because they need to understand if they are going to be a good fit for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've seen walking into many retail stores, I worked internally in the retail industry, now do consulting, but I feel like more than ever, uh, executives, managers, director level, right? They're looking at people for that common sense talent, right? Like you, you see that talent when you're shopping for something else or when you're at a restaurant or when you were experiencing anything in life and you, and people are noticing that talent beyond the resume, right? It's like, great, you have an awesome resume, but what did you give me as an experience factor? Because I think there's a realization that you can mold somebody, that you can actually develop them and train them regardless of what's in their piece of paper. 
Absolutely. Look, look for those behaviors and characteristics that can't be trained. The, the ability to connect, the ability to make one feel at ease, the ability to make one feel really welcomed and, and, and identify ways to, to create an exceptional experience for, for you as a client. And I think those are some, some really great behaviors to, to start with. And then, yes, to your point, everything else can be trained. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think with that, right, as, as retailers, as directors, as everybody is looking outside of the box, obviously pop-ups has become like the trend, right? Thinking, oh, yes. hey, how do I make a small presence somewhere, test out the waters, test out a product, test out a line, whatever the case might be. Uh, and what do you think is the, is the secret, right, to, to making sure you have a great offsite experience outside of obviously the employee that's engaging with a consumer? Well, I think what you really want to do is is look for an opportunity to introduce yourself as a brand to a location that may not have another another point of sale or a point of reference for you. It's a really great opportunity to introduce yourself to clients that that may never encounter you or or encounter any of your stores or or your digital presence as well. So I think first and foremost, make, making the right choice when it comes to location is a, a great success factor, um, and then I. Think, you know, what you really want to do with these experiences is curate them. You want to really hyper-personalize what you're bringing, what you're going to offer, showcase the best of what you have as a brand in, in these uh, in these situations. And then, of course, what you really want to do is collect as much customer data as you possibly can, because these are great follow-up opportunities once your pop-up is over. It's a super flexible business model. Um, I personally use it quite a bit, especially with Trina Turk. Um, we pop up in situations that are as large as a two-week residency at a BNP Paribas tournament in Indian Wells or a single-day experience for a local charity or nonprofit. So they're really, really great ways to get the brand outside the store. No, and, and do you think pop-ups is the best way that people are reacting to post-pandemic, right? All the retail challenges that are out there, or are there other things that you have seen your peers or yourselves uh, do in order to, to have success, in order to recreate that balance that was lost? I do think the pop-up is a great post-pandemic business model. It's, it typically is a little bit of a smaller venue. It could be a little bit more private, a little bit more intimate and creates a, a higher degree of comfort and uh, engagement for your shopper. But I think, uh, you know, looking to, to virtual transactions is really another way to cater to clients that really want to continue shopping. They want to interact with you as a brand, but they prefer to do so in a way that doesn't necessarily involve being around a lot of other people. Um, we do that quite a bit uh, through through many of the brands that I've worked with in the past. I think uh, merchandise on approval programs is a really great way to kind of curate a, a selection of merchandise for a client and, and ship it to their home. We, we always call it, it's, it's a fitting room in a box. So we're taking the whole concept of, of the boutique experience curating a, a, a specific selection of, of clothing and merchandise for our clientele, really nicely packaging it, boxing it up and giving them the opportunity to try this merchandise on at home. And then, of course, during, during that try on period, uh, we're available to the consumer to consult via via video call, text message, however the client wants to interact. So uh, so I think, you know, really kind of taking the, these virtual steps creates it creates options for clients to interact with you. And I think that's what a lot of clientele are really looking for today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you, you hit the nail, right? Is those virtual transactions going beyond the virtual transactions because it's an opportunity to create customer loyalty. 
right? And and, and when you create that customer loyalty and you expand your brand experience, right? How how do you feel that's affecting the bottom line ultimately? Because I feel a lot of people think, you know, a lot of our listeners, they're entrepreneurs. They might think, oh, is it worth me investing that much time and money right into one transaction? And in my opinion, I think it definitely is worth it, but obviously I would love to hear from you. Well, and I think what you really need to examine is what what are your costs when when you're attempting to conduct a virtual transaction using a merchandise on approval program? You've got your shipping costs, you've got some packaging costs, but if you're already in the business of retail, you're probably already assuming those costs are ready. Nothing additional to to really think about here. Uh, It's really just the investment of time. And and, and that time starts with getting the buy-in from your team to conduct transactions in a new way or in a way that they're maybe not fully accustomed to because it's not really traditional. Um, and then really kind of using that that influence to get the buying from your clientele to try these types of programs as well. So I think really at the end of the day, financial cost is very minimal. It's the time investment that you're really going to spend the most time the most on. Absolutely. And I think it's definitely worth to invest that time because that's what's going to make that customer loyalty, right? It, it goes exactly. beyond the points and the awards and you get a $5 coupon or discount or whatever the case might be. Of is course. You make me feel like a VIP, right? And because of that, I go to you. And that's the thing, Carlos, that this industry is all based on successful relationships and making sure that there are constant connection points that clientele feel cared for. And everybody's feeling like they're being treated like a VIP. I can give you a coupon. I can invite you to participate in a promotion. That's not going to land with you as well as a really good relationship with a member of my team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why, because as you very well said at the beginning, right, it's like it's 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 come to a, a time where it's like, forget everything, you know, let's start experimenting. But in the midst of that experimenting, I feel like we're going back to the basics of retail. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, if we, if we take retail back, you know, my grandparent generation or further back, it was all about their experience. I mean, everybody was dressed in a suit to buy you pharmaceuticals, you know, to buy you basic things. You know, when you went to the grocery store and the guy was wearing a tie and it was this whole experience factor. And I feel like that's part of the basics we're going to, but, but what else outside of that, or, or if you want to expand on that? Well, I, 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 you know, when in doubt, always go back to the basics. That, that's, that's kind of the counsel and, and, uh, and advice that I give to my team members all the time. Don't overthink it. Just kind of focus on, you know, have a really narrow focus um, because typically those things that you focus on the most are going to create the most growth and, and the greatest success stories for you. Uh, so when it comes to going back to basics, I always tell people, focus on what you do best. Do you. Don't try and do what everybody else is doing because that that's not necessarily your DNA. It's not necessarily what you're known for. So if you're known for accessories, focus a lot on your accessory business and how you can really promote that and, and move it forward. If apparel is, is more your industry, focus on that. Uh, but I feel like that the first and foremost, you can't try and be someone that you're not in this industry. You really need to, to, to stay true to your own brand's DNA. Absolutely. And I think with that, you also have to be true to, to who your target audience is, right? And who you are as a brand, right? Because you cannot please everybody. And the moment you try to start pleasing everybody, you fire your followers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you fire your real customers while trying to acquire customers that probably will never engage you because of what you stand for, who you are as a brand. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's a great concept. Knowing who you are helps you identify who you should attract as a consumer and also as, as a talent pool. So I think, you know, it's, it's a really good uh, concept that, that can work on a multitude of levels for you. I think when it comes to, to creating these, these, um, these unique experiences for clientele, it also gives you an opportunity to build some measurable KPIs for your team around what those core experiences should be that hold back to basics concept. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and what is one thing that you feel like you guys at Trina are, are doing different, right? That that's really something that you, as we talked about going back to basics, but at the same time, pushing the envelope and experimenting, what has one thing that you would say, wow, this has been phenomenal for us. It was a great initiative and, and you know, that you find it inspirational for others to hear about. So great question, Carlos. And I think one of the things that we're really proud of this year um, as a retail organization is we're having our best year on record. And and what we what I really attribute that success to is keeping the investment focused on my team. And and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we keep talking throughout throughout the course of this conversation, uh, the importance of people to the success of your business. And, and that's what, exactly what I've done this year. We're coming out of a, a pandemic and a very strange time where we're in times of inflation, uh, where it's a really interesting time to be a, an employer of multi-generational teams. Uh, and I think what, what our success is attributed to this year is listening to the client, listening to our team members and taking that feedback and turning it into tangible actions and being very quick about it as well. Absolutely. And that's something very, very important for everybody listening out there, right? It's so important as you're getting the information that you react with it, right? That you do something with it. Otherwise, if you wait and you think, oh, we're going to be so focused because holiday season is coming, so let's stop all these loyalty relationships so everybody's at the brick and border store or everybody's at the warehouse fulfilling, you're going to lose out on a lot of business, right? Because you dedicated nine months, eight months out of the year to building all these things, mm-hmm. and you cannot put it on hold. It has to be continuous, right? So right. no, thank you for the input. And one last question I have for you. If you had, you know, I, and I ask this of everybody, if you had one piece of advice, you know, for, for a small retailer mm-hmm. that's coming out, or maybe it's a very large digital retailer that now wants to face brick and mortar, right? Mm-hmm. What would be the one piece of advice that you would give them for the next right move? Mm, great question. Um, if I had to land on one concept, I would say be open to taking risks and trying non-traditional concepts. They may be your biggest success this year. Awesome. Thank you so much. There you guys have it. You know, always be open to trying new things. And as you're open to them, document, right? Document right. what's what's happening. Was I successful with this? Was it medium? Was it high? Was it low? So that you can rinse and repeat, right? Because a lot of times you're on a golden idea, but you just have to shape that red diamond, right? You have to right. really push it out there. So oh, right. thank you so much for your time, Joe. We greatly appreciate it. We wish you guys all the best at Trina Turk. And uh, we, we hope to hear back next year and do a follow-up session and see how things are growing and where That'd you guys are. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. Take care. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.